Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Botox. I'm Lucy and today's episode is all about financial literacy and the relevance especially for young women. We are really lucky to be joined by one of our amazing co-presidents, Caitlin, as well as our previous educational events director, Angela. And they are the co-founders of VEDA, which is a social enterprise transforming the futures of Victoria's young women. Hi, Caitlin and Angela. Hi. So before we get into talking all things VEDA and what your mission is about, to start with, could I get both of you to please tell us a bit about yourselves? Yeah, so I'm Caitlin um, and we started VEDA together late last year, early this year. Um, and I'm currently in my third year of Bachelor of Commerce studying um, economics and finance. And I've been with Bo since my first semester of first year uni. So I've been here for a while and that's where I met Ange. And I guess during lockdown, just I've just been walking and listening to podcasts. So not much going on right now. Yes, so um, I'm Angela and um, I'm in my third year of uh, my arts degree. I'm studying economics and politics and I'm also doing um, a languages diploma in German. Uh, yeah, I also joined Bo in my first semester of first year with Caitlin. So we were like the two little first years um, in the community at the time. And I think since then, um, you know, we found that we really, um, you know, we're really passionate about sort of overcoming this gender wealth gap and about learning more about personal finance. Um, what have I been enjoying in lockdown? Um, I've been listening to the Michelle Obama podcast. Um, so good. Her banter with Barack is amazing. Um, and yeah, just going for walks, you know, uh, making the most of my one hour government mandated exercise. <laughs> Great. Thank you both for that. So for everyone out there who doesn't know much about VEDA and how it came to be, what is the story behind VEDA? So it's a pretty funny one because, so we met in um, Bo, obviously, but we used to joke about how financially illiterate we were. Um, my dad like had all the passwords to my bank account. I was so clueless, like even though I was studying a finance degree, I, it took me a while to realise the share market and stock market were the same thing. So Hange and I used to sort of joke about that stuff until we realised it wasn't, didn't, like it wasn't really funny anymore. Um, we started researching about the gender wealth gap and reading all the statistics and also just discussing how we've sort of watched our dads and just male counterparts and like all the young females we know sort of control the household finances and um, like sort of seeing our friends rely on their dads or their boyfriends or um, their friends. And so watching everyone around us and ourselves struggle with sort of their money woes, we decided to do something about it. And so then we um, we joined a competition at uni. So yeah, that's our story. Great. Thanks for that. Um, I think personal finance is definitely such a scary topic for people who don't know too much about it. And it definitely isn't covered as much as it should be given the importance of it in our lives. So what exactly does VEDA do, um, given that you've gone through the background of it all? Um, yes, yeah, so part of what we do um, is we tackle, the, we aim to tackle the gender wealth gap. And, um, you know, we, we know that there's uh, a super gap between men and women. So a woman's super balance is 64% less than a man's on average. And um, women in Australia are two and a half times more likely to live in poverty. And that's because of the gender wealth gap that exists. Um, so 
we tackle this gender wealth gap by um, going into uh, female high schools and tertiary institutions um, to teach women the very basics of personal finance. Um, so we deliver workshops and we also use our social media channels um, to do this, especially through our crash courses. So more specifically, we target young women aged 14 to 25 because they're the most financially illiterate in Australia, according to the 2018 HILDA survey. Um, and we think that teaching teenage girls to engage with their financial knowledge and their, um, and their financial futures from a young age is really key um, because otherwise if we leave it too late, um, they can be more vulnerable to issues such as financial abuse. Great. Thanks for that, Angela. Um, I think it's so great that Vita is helping to demystify personal finances. I know back in high school, I didn't really know too much about it. And I, I guess thanks to my finance major, I'm learning a bit more every day. Um, so I guess why exactly is being financially literate important, especially for young women? So uh, there's loads of research out there to suggest that Australia has one of the largest gender gaps in financial literacy in the world. So 40, over 41% of women, um, young women find dealing with money stressful and overwhelming, and over 85% of young women aged under 35 can't identify basic financial and investment concepts. Um, we, I guess the key issue um, here is we want to know about, we, we want to improve the way that young women feel towards money. Um, you know, it's not just about being able to understand investment concepts, including the maths, um, but to sort of have the confidence to be able to improve their financial well-being. Um, so we find that a lot of um, surveys out there used to measure a woman's financial um, capabilities, such as the HILDA survey, um, they don't focus so much on the day-to-day -day decisions that women make so much as these three concepts. Um, so compound interest, inflation and diversification. Um, women tend to select I'm not sure more frequently um, right from when they turn sort of 15. You know, there's this real sort of confidence gap between men and women that starts from that age. And I think, um, you know, we're really, um, what, what we try to do in our workshops is we really try to target that, you know, right from the start um, so that, you know, women can ultimately become confident, capable and courageous. Great. So I guess just following on from that, why is being financially literate even more important given everything that has happened so far in 2020? Yeah, so obviously the pandemic has meant that um, Australia is currently in a recession, so yay. But that's just intensified everyone's sort of money woes. Uh, so people losing jobs, obviously, rent is harder to pay. So it's been like more important than ever or even just a reminder for people to be more on top of their finances. So it's really made us sort of reevaluate sort of the importance of what we're teaching, especially for people to um, plan ahead, save for the future or save for sort of things that you can't plan for like a pandemic. Uh, another sort of reason why uh, financial literacy is even more important given everything that's happened this year is also because of the gender impact of um, COVID. So this is something I, I wasn't across until Ange brought it up to me, but it makes sense because women have been disproportionately affected by COVID because they, you know, they outnumber men in the sectors that have been hardest hit by the, the pandemic, such as hospitality, travel and retail. And also women make up most of the frontline workers that we hear so much about. Um, so yes, it's more important than ever to be on top of your finances and it's more important than ever for women to be on top of their finances. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I was actually reading an article the other day about how 
you know, the COVID-19 crisis has kind of brought on this pink collar recession, given the impacts on women. So I think it's super important that people feel on top of their finances, given the uncertainty faced in the world right now. Um, So now that we've covered the importance of financial literacy, what key concepts do young women need to be across to become financially literate? Yeah, so the word financial literacy sometimes sounds very scary. Like, I just think of all the people in, like, Wolf of Wall Street and I get sort of stressed because there's so much to know about finance, obviously. Um, But we at Vita have designed our curriculum to cover just the basics. So you don't have to become, like, um, a stockbroker in a day or anything. You just really need to understand how to organise your money in your day-to-day. So we sort of have organised our curriculum across four concepts. The first one being just, you know, understanding the relationship between money and your mindset. The second one is all about understanding the basics of banks. Um, The third one is understanding how to invest um, and how to grow your wealth. And the fourth one is about planning for the future. So under our first sort of um, umbrella, it's all about just understanding where money comes from, the function of money and what a positive relationship with money looks like. Because I don't know about you, Lucy, but I've, I've grown up in an Asian household and my relationship with money and my savings and spending habits are very warped. So I'm sort of going through my mindset towards money and learning how to budget effectively and setting goals and planning for the future has been really important for not only my well-being but obviously for my financial well-being and saving for the future. Um, and the second one, all about banks. It's all about you know comparing what a credit card is to a debit card, understanding um, what's the difference between a savings account and a transaction account how commercial banks work and what interest rates are. So all concepts that are flown around a lot and sometimes people forget uh, and they don't know what they actually mean. Um, Our third one about investing, it's really important for young women to understand the time value of money and also the the risk versus reward mentality and how to build an investment portfolio and basic concepts like diversification. And our last one, which is sort of looking more towards the future, uh, uh, we're sort of, you know, discussing what super is, how it works and how to get on top of your super, how taxes are and how to, you know, fill out your first tax return and also how HECS works. Great. Thanks, Caitlin. I would definitely agree with you there about my mindset um, in terms of spending habits and planning for the future. And I think those four key concepts that Vita covers are all really, really important. Um, personally, I'm taking a finance major, but I only started really knowing more about investing at the start of this year. So I think for all the young women out there, it's really great that you guys are providing these resources to help them understand it all. So on that note, what are some resources for young women to become more financially literate? Um, so obviously we'd recommend uh, following us on Insta and Facebook. Uh, we post crash courses uh, once a week, uh, which simplify financial concepts such as super or how um, COVID uh, has impacted the Australian economy and even how um, the pandemic's had a gendered impact on women. So Lucy, if you want to know more um, beyond the article you read, you could check out our crash course. Um, so um, in terms of other cool resources that we'd recommend, um, definitely the Money Smart website. Um, it's a government website which breaks down all of the concepts um, that you need to know about basic personal finance, such as how does your super work, how can you invest, like, you know, the, um, compound interest calculator, just things like that, really explaining um, the basic concepts you need to grow your wealth. 
um, as well as some podcasts. So um, Caitlin and I are a huge fan of podcasts. Um, anything from She's on the Money, How to Money, Pocket Money, My Millennial Money. There's just so many out there. And I found that they've really helped um, me sort of clarify my own personal finance journey and um, sort of helped me to cultivate that, you know, that real savings mindset um, about how I can effectively manage and, and, and budget my savings um, and set good savings goals for the future. Great. Thanks, Angela. I'm sure our listeners out there will find all of those resources to be super helpful. So I guess shifting gears a bit, I'm sure everyone is feeling super inspired right now after hearing about what you've both have achieved so far. So given that Vita is a startup, what advice do you have for young people out there wanting to start their own venture? And what's the process around that all? So for us, we were able to start Vita Up because um, we applied, we sort of participated in a pitch and that was good because it gave us a structure. We had workshops where we talked about, you know, what um, basic startup concepts are and it was a program. So it was just spread across uh, a semester two of last year, so 12 weeks. Uh, and that was good because they sort of walked us through it. And at the end, we were, we were able to win a grant. So if you're looking to sort of start up your own idea or your own venture, definitely research some grants or pitch competitions. There's heaps at unis, at local councils, or just from other organisations and companies. So that was something that really helped us give us structure. Another thing uh, that we learned along the way was a lot of people are really keen to talk to you. So reach out to anybody over LinkedIn, just find people's websites and email them. If you're wanting to start your own um, sort of organisation in, let's say, the health sector, there are so many people who are already working in that space who would love to chat or just have a call. Um, so, yeah, reaching out to women who have started their own businesses was really awesome and really helped us sort of get off our feet. Great. I'm sure that everyone will find that advice to be super helpful. And I think it's really amazing that you've been able to go through that whole process from a single idea last year to really developing that to the stage where Vita is now a growing platform that's creating tangible impact. So what exactly have been your biggest lessons in starting a business? And I guess, what are the areas you really had to upskill and how did you go about doing that? Uh, So I think for us, um, having the confidence to um, really sort of get our business idea off the ground um, was something that um, you know, it was something, you know, it was a really big learning curve, I think, for the both of us. You know, a lot of the time, I, I know I felt like this when I was in Bo, like a lot of the time I'd, you know, write an event proposal or even like a handover doc and I feel like I'd need to submit it to like the presidents or um, even to like, you know, the VP just to kind of get sort of a validation that I was doing the right thing. Um, you know, when you're a co-founder, you don't really have, like, you know, apart from your other co-founder, <laughs> um, you know, when it's just the two of you working together, there's, you know, you don't really you need to just have enough confidence in yourself. Like you can't afford to, you know, sort of um, seek a higher up, like a higher up person for validation because you just don't have that opportunity. Um, so I think definitely learning to trust our own instincts and our opinions and feeling confident in our own, vo- in our own voices and sort of the message that we had to share um, was definitely crucial to um, what we've learned um, in this journey. I think in terms of what we had to upskill, um, definitely that startup lingo, um, you know, like, um, growing your impact has so many different meanings um, and understanding things like venture capital and, um, you know, upscaling and, and things like that. Like it was it was quite overwhelming at first. Um, and I think the more people you talk to and the more advice that you seek out, um, you know, the more sort of rewarding the whole experience is. 
Um, and yeah, just on that point of networking, I'm definitely reaching out to people. The Melbourne Accelerator Program um, runs so many fantastic events, um, even online, you know, via Zoom. It, it's been, um, you know, it's been such an incredible opportunity to learn from so many amazing um, other female co-founders um, and really sort of broaden our knowledge base, not just, you know, personal finance, but also what it means to run a fledgling uh, social enterprise. So it's been incredibly rewarding so far. Yeah, I definitely think that element of developing confidence is so important no matter what you're doing. And especially for young women out there, I think that's something that does take a while to build up. So I definitely agree with what you've said about reaching out to others. I think that can definitely be really helpful. So the final question I'd like to finish off with is by asking you both if you have any content recommendations for our listeners. So have you been reading, watching or listening to anything in particular lately? I know, Angela, you mentioned the Michelle Obama podcast earlier. We're going to sound like Michelle Obama groupies, but I actually am listening to her book right now, <laughs> um, which, which is really good. Um, I really like how she sort of talks about her career. Um, and I, I sort of understand where she's coming from. Like she grew up, um, and was, you know, encouraged to go down the traditional uh, career pathways and, you know, strive for academic success, the, the way she sort of navigated that and realised that she wanted to do more than, you know, bring money home. Um, that's just been really inspiring for me. Um, yeah, I definitely second that. Like, you know, I've been reading, uh, I've been listening to the Michelle Obama book as well. Oh, my God, we're such Michelle Obama groupies. Um, and it's, um, I think, even as her journey from, like, corporate law to uh, not-for-profits, um, and, you know, the way she sort of um, managed to create impact, um, you know, working um, to sort of upskill uh, young people from different educational backgrounds, um, I think is, um, you know, the lesson she learned from that experience of, um, you know, somewhat applicable to um, what we're doing with Evita at the moment. So, um, yeah, definitely um, a real eye opener if you're in lockdown, you're looking for something to read or to listen to as well. Great. I will definitely be having a look into that all and everything that Michelle Obama does as well. Um, So thank you both so much for taking the time to record this episode today. I'm sure many of our listeners have faced and are continuing to face that uncertainty around personal finance. So I'm sure what we've discussed today will be a great start for everyone out there wanting to become more financially literate and also for those wanting to start their own ventures. It's really amazing what you've both been able to achieve so far with Vita, and I'm super excited to see what you have in store for the future. Um, And also just a reminder to go find Vita on Facebook and Instagram, follow them on their socials. So to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in and we'll be with you next time for another podcast episode. Thanks so much. Thank you.